0: Welcome to the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are helping the small church fulfill the big mission. We are joined today by the regular men of God, great leaders, awesome church leaders, Joey and Colby. How you guys doing? For a second there, I thought you
1: replaced us. Yeah, I was (laughs) wondering who else is coming
0: in. Who's this guy talking about? It's just me here. Doing
1: good, doing real
0: good. Good, man. Joey. As always, I'm blessed. As always, you're blessed, and as always, we're blessed to have you around, man. So today we continue this series. We just started the big three. We're looking at the big three things that every church needs, wants, tries to improve on. That's getting guests through the door, getting more volunteers, and getting more people to give regularly. Guys, what are you feeling today? People have struggled with volunteers. Yeah, yeah, or money or something like that. I know we don't at Forward Church. I don't know about anybody else. Yeah, it's
1: a... I'll be honest. It's an ongoing effort. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it takes it takes some work to, to do both of them. I mean, uh, last one we talked about the the visitors, and now we're going to talk yeah. about yeah. volunteers. Lastly, so we didn't
0: talk about visitors. We talked what? about guests. We, we did about talk about, about visitors too. Okay, okay, yeah. We did yeah. talk yeah. about. Visitors. We're talking about we're guests. We're talking about a lot of other ones. people
1: weren't recording too. So yeah. yeah that is. So now we're talking about volunteers, and <laughs> well. that is one of the struggles in struggle. churches. Yeah. yeah,
0: it really is. Consistent volunteers. Consistent, Consistent volunteers. Consistent volunteers, yeah. Volunteers, yeah, my church goes,
2: for. volunteers, that's what we pay you for.
0: That's right, yeah. <laughs> like, volunteer, what? Have you, are you crazy? And we're in a in a military area, which is heavily Navy predominant, and they say, you know what Navy re- stands for? Never again volunteer yourself. And they bring that attitude sometimes into the church. <laughs> As an Air
1: Force guy, we got other sayings for the Navy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we can't hold that one back. Yeah, we'll leave that one alone. Love you, Navy guys. <laughs>
0: Love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, so... Let's break this one off. We're talking about volunteers. Now, in terms of volunteers, man, Joey, let's start with you today, man. Tell tell me what's been the most compelling thing you've seen or you've done that will get volunteers on the team.
2: Uh, of course, this,
0: sitting in a training, somebody said this, and I wanted to
2: uh, uh, probably broke them to begin <laughs> with and then had to go back. They asked the question, what is your volunteers getting that the other people are not? Your regular folks that attend, people that are not doing anything, just pew sitters. What is the volunteers getting that is different uh, than everybody else? Yelled at. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And so I I begin to look at that and go, okay, what can I – how can I make volunteering more appealing? Yeah, yeah. And and one of the things (laughs) they they said, and hopefully I'm not going to steal any of files thunder, is they got to know the why.
0: That's so good, man.
2: And it, do they know the
0: why of what they are right. doing? But there's a good book by called "Start with Why," and it talks about how important why is. So, yeah. uh,
2: so how am I going to treat them differently? So I have a volunteer place that's just for volunteers. Okay. That we set up. It's got nicer coffee in there. It's got the nicer wow. creamer. They get donuts. What? And so every once in a while, I'll come out making my uh uh. Leave before people, and I come out with a donut. Go, oh man, this, oh, this is so good. Oh <laughs> man, this is a good donut. And they, who would like a donut? Well, you can have one if you come and volunteer next Sunday yeah, in right. our volunteer room uh, for those right. who volunteer. They, yeah. yeah. So okay. uh, I've created a space for them. Yeah. Uh, that they come in early before they serve, get the coffee, get the donuts, and then I have a pep rally with them where I keep the why in front of them. Okay. Now, now, and, what does
0: that pep rally look like? Talk us through that.
2: It's well. Uh, I I just have different stories of why we do what we do, especially if there's something within um, something that happened good last week that I can capitalize on. Okay. Uh, you know we ministered to this person, you, you coming in, greeting them. They said they they had never experienced this like any other place, and they felt like they belonged here, and that's because of what okay. you did, what you were supposed to do.
0: So and immediate wins. Immediate they wins. They had their hands in. You yes. Share I share love that, man. I don't know about you, Colby, but he's this guy's between donuts and sharing the win. I want to go volunteer for well, Julie's church.
1: I was thinking, you know, I do drive near his church on my way to my church, and so I could swing in there and grab a couple of donuts on my way. Yeah, through. I know,
0: right? Okay, so that's man, that's very compelling, dude. Well, it's Kobe, man, let's let's switch gears and talk about creativity. What what creative ways have you seen to get volunteers? So on board?
1: I'll tell you the most creative thing that I did was I stopped people from putting a clipboard on a table. Okay, now you got to unpack that. So that's not real creative. I get yeah, that. What? So what happens in a lot of churches is they they need a volunteers and they'll put a sign up sheet and they'll just yeah. put it in the foyer and they'll make an announcement from the pulpit and say hey, uh, we are going to do this thing. We need volunteers. If you're interested, go sign up in the back. Uh, In the foyer, there's a sign-up sheet, and then they'll complain because there's only Two or three names on there, yeah. and it's them, their husband, their wife, you know, somebody in their family that signed up for it, and, and somebody has signed the pastor's name up because <laughs> right? it's not the pastor's handwriting. Yeah, so so I've I've told them, hey, stop putting a clipboard out there for a sign up sheet out there because it's it's easy to not tell you no when I don't have to look at you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, by handing them the sheet to say, "Hey, we need volunteers." Where like can the, <laughs> where can I put you something? down? Where can I put you down to serve? Where Where are you interested in serving? And they will sign up ninety five percent of the time when we hand them the. When we hand them the, ooh, the paperwork, ooh. and so if we put I that feel right like that's in front, the angels of them, from
0: God talking right now. <laughs>
1: Apparently, this is gold, right? This is this is gold. So, that's gold, Jerry. <laughs> so this is uh, this is one of the things that we do is uh, we stopped doing the sign up sheets in the yeah. foyer. The other thing, and I just did this on Sunday. Um, I went up to this young lady uh, that was in our church, and if, if she was. Uh, I said, "Hey, isn't this your second Sunday with us?" And she said, "Well, yeah, it is." And I said, that's awesome. You know what that means? You're family now. I have a need and family helps family. So I need you to help me. Okay. And she says, what do you need me to do? I love and she it. says, uh, I said, come on up here and I will show you the, uh, the, the computer. And so she sat up there for our, our Facebook live. Uh, I needed somebody to, to hit record and somebody to hit off. And, and I didn't have it. So my person that normally does the online stuff was on vacation. So I said, Hey, come on. So, my most creative thing is just go straight to the person get and say, there, hey, man. I need your help. Yeah, get and them it doesn't all matter. I don't care how long you've served. Now, I won't put you in charge of my children if I don't know of you course. and I haven't done a background check. I won't put you on the <laughs> worship team if I haven't heard you sing or play an instrument or something like <laughs> what? that. But I will put you in the foyer uh, serving coffee. I'll yeah. put you on the on a computer because all you have to do is hit click right, two right, buttons. Right. You know, I'll put you in something like that. So just go straight to them and say, hey, I need your help. And it. people will help you if you just be honest and say, I need help. Yeah. Easy on-ramp. So, yes. Cool.
2: So you have volunteers and voluntolds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I am I am retired Air Force, okay? And I served in the, you know, the military is the greatest uh, volunteer organization out there. <laughs> and so uh, I was voluntold at a young age on what to do. And uh, I You're keep, just going to share that on. Man. I keep that going. So uh, I think it's important that people, and, and when they get plugged in. So now this, this young lady who's only been at our church twice, uh, has a task. She's got a responsibility now and it's an important one. And, and so I've got several people that are serving now that, that I did kind of the same thing to them and said, Hey, uh, why don't you come help us with this? Because yeah. I need I need some help. Yeah. And come on, let's take care of this.
2: So, how do you make sure they're saved before you give them a task? Oh yeah, they got to be, sa- they've
1: be saved. They got to be saved. Before you give them a task in your church, right? Yeah. filled with Let the me, Holy Spirit. God, Let you know? me tell you a story, and, and I'm sure this guy would. Cornbread. Uh, hold,
0: hold,
1: hold, hold, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about cornbread. I'm going to talk uh, about a drummer. So, uh, at a church I was at, we we needed right. we wait, needed. Wait, a I have a friend. Just say it that way. <laughs> I have a friend. Okay. I have a friend who is is a drummer and. Uh, His first night at practice, he was high as a kite, had no idea who Jesus was. He wanted a gig. He wanted to just play because he loved playing. And so he got that opportunity at the church and he got saved later and his wife got saved and his family got saved and you just see things happening. And so, you know, sometimes you just got to, it's, and we've heard this in training before. It's a social before the spiritual. If you can get people plugged in to do different things uh, around the church, they will stay committed to the church. They will buy into the vision. Yeah. And while they're there serving, they're going to hear about Jesus. Yeah. And that's yeah. going to be life-changing for them. So when they let's... can be accepted in their mess, if they can be accepted in, in the life that they're living, and, and then they say, wow, you know, these guys love me as I am, then they'll, you know, it'll come around. So there's some places,
2: some entry-level places that we can put people, no matter where they are spiritually, they they can serve and help in helping the church that might propel them uh,
1: to that next step. That is a crazy concept, isn't
0: it? Yeah, one of the, my favorite stories from the, the the gospel about this is the story of the gathering demoniac. So Jesus goes across the Sea of Galilee. There's a storm. He calms the storm. He's actually sleeping in the storm, which is another sermon for another day. But he calms the storm, gets to the other side, and this this guy who nobody could deal with is. Living in the tombs, and he comes out and falls down. What have we to do with you, Jesus? And he sends him into the demons into pigs. You all have read the story before, but one thing that I love about it is the people of the region ask Jesus to leave, and so he leaves. Well, this guy's trying to get in the boat with Jesus because now he wants to be a, <laughs> well, he wants to be a disciple. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Jesus says no. That's the only time in the Gospels where Jesus says no to somebody who wants to follow him. I think that's important. And he says to him, he says, No, you can't get in the boat with me in the twelve, but here's what you can do: go back to your home and tell your family what the Lord's done to you. And it says that the man went and proclaimed around the Decapolis, and those were ten cities, ten Gentile cities, that this guy who five minutes ago is possessed with thousands of demons, now without Bible college training, no seminary, hadn't been to a single Sunday school class, hadn't had a background check or anything, now he's going where Jesus couldn't go. And I just think that that's something that, man, I see people come in all the time. That's my story, y'all. I started playing guitar. I played rock and roll guitar for the youth ministry and didn't know Jesus. And you can only play music about how holy he is before you realize (laughs) he's He's holy, (laughs) and I need to bow my knee to him. And so I absolutely love that, man, absolutely.
1: I think it's important to get people involved and get them excited about Jesus without even knowing who he is. And yeah. and that will draw people in a lot easier by uh, uh, showing them who Jesus is and allowing them to to use their talents. Now yeah. again, there are limits. Right, you know, right. I'm not going to have somebody that just walked in preach. Um, so it, right. it is it is. There are some limits that you got to do, but still allowing somebody to come in and and serve uh, early on, let them fi- let let Jesus yeah. work, and when we may be the only Jesus they see. Right. Yeah, the
0: church is the the only organization that everybody inside of it is sinful. Wait, every organization is that way, right? (laughs) Because we're all sinful. We're all sinners. And so, man, I love that. I I do want to talk a little bit. So we talked about, like, creative ways. We talked about compelling ways. I want to talk about how to get volunteers consistently on board with what you're doing. I think the most important thing is you've got to have a system. And if you don't have a system, you have a system. Do you know what that system is? Not having a system.
1: Evan, haven't I heard this
0: one? You've probably heard this, because if you fly <laughs> by the seat of your pants, what are you going to do? Crash by the seat of your pants. And so you've got to have a system. So uh, at the time we are recording this, Prime Day just happened. Now, my wife and I were big Amazon Prime nerds, and we order stuff from there all the time. But we ordered something from Target this time. It was Christmas gifts for the kids. Okay, So we ordered it, and it was supposed to come four days later. It showed up less than 19 hours later after we ordered. it, Okay. Everything we ordered, we're blown away. Okay. And she's talking to me. She's like, I can't believe that it got, I can't believe it comes so fast here. I can't believe it got so quickly here. And I was like, well, babe, here's the thing. They've been preparing for prime day for the past couple of months. So they knew they were going to have increased traffic. They knew they were going to be selling more stuff. So they were sitting on go ready to get the stuff into people's hands. They had a system. Do you think that Amazon and Target and these places were like, holy cow, we've got to figure out how we're going to sell stuff? That's not how it was. Just like Black Friday, just like Memorial Day sales, they know that these things are coming. So for us, we know we want people to serve. Well, when are you having volunteer drives? Like we have drives, we have Easter. Easter is an outreach drive or an invitation drive. So does Easter happen next year? I don't know if
1: Easter's (laughs) happening next year or not. We'll see. We'll see if it's, it might not be in your calendar. I mean, as you're talking, (laughs) as you're talking about, it's not a surprise to Amazon and Target and all these corporations. It's not a surprise to us. We've got Easter. We've got Christmas. We've got big things that we need more people for. Yes. And so
0: leverage your calendar. Okay. Like we leverage mother's day. We leverage Easter. We'll leverage a different time in the year for volunteers. Like if you have a volunteer drive in the spring, have a volunteer drive in the fall. Do something where you have a sermon series where you're just talking about volunteers. Do something where every Sunday, the only thing you want people that are in that building to do is to sign up. Now, sign up not on a sheet like Colby says, because we've all hopefully removed them from our churches. But like, what if your sermon, the only thing you wanted people to do in that sermon was today, I want you to go to our Volunteer Central and I want you to connect with a a team leader. Like the the reality is this, you get what you allow. And if you allow people in your church to simply sit and not serve, guess what they're going to do? They're going to sit and not serve. But if you create a culture where you say, just like you did with this lady who's been here two weeks, this is her second time, hey, we serve here. If you create that culture where it's not allowed for you to just sit and consume, guess what? eventually you're going to have a church of people that love to serve and people that are ready to be on board. And so you've got to have a system and you got to realize you get what you allow. Now, I know a lot of people are ticked off right now because I'm talking about you get what you allow. Do you know how I know that? I'm at the front of that line. I'm at the front of that line. Like it's just it's we're keep constantly keeping all these plates spinning. But somebody told me this years ago and it just it haunts me. They said that we spend so much time working in the ministry that we very rarely work on the ministry. When you are creating systems to get more volunteers, you're working on the ministry. And here's the thing, guys. We believe that serving is a biblical mandate. Don't we all agree absolutely, with that? Absolutely. That Jesus said, Mark chapter 10, he said that the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. Jesus says constantly, I'm your master and teacher, and I gave you an example. Do as I've done to you. So serving is discipleship. So if we create systems where we help people move quickly and we help people move regularly into service, we're making disciples. We're fulfilling the Great Commission. Go and make disciples. So have a system. Sit down with your team. Ask them, when are our volunteer drives? How are we getting people on board? how are we honoring volunteers like these are important things to help consistently get people on your team so you're saying
2: we have a system whether we'd have a system or not absolutely and so we need to develop a system so we can driving what's happening
0: yes uh, and yeah, you I, need to drive it don't let it drive you i yes. had
2: was in was in a training uh and again, somebody said something that I wanted to punch them in the mouth when they said it.
0: And they said, you get what you allow? Okay.
2: Uh, they said, the system you have is perfectly set up to get the results that you're getting. Oh, my
0: gosh, man. So if
2: you don't like the results, change the system. Yeah, I would
0: have threw my shoe at that guy or something. Oh. Oh.
2: And so I had to confront that. If I don't like the results of the volunteers I'm getting, i got to change the system. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have a system, it is it, i got a system. Yeah. And it's getting the results that I'm getting. And if I don't like it, I got to change it.
1: Right. And, and the other part of it is, uh, change, not just changing that system. Sometimes you have to change the leader that's yeah. running that system. Yeah. And and that that one is more difficult to do yeah. because yeah. you love the people, you you you've invested time in them, you you know they love what they're doing, but sometimes it's just time to change yeah. the scenery, change that change that person out and put somebody in there that will take it to the next level. You see yeah. that in in pastors all the time that, that hey, I, I believe God's telling me it's time to step away because I've taken this church as far as I can. You need somebody to come in here and take you to the next level. That's the same thing with, with different ministries within the church. Is Sometimes that leader needs to uh, step back and allow somebody else to come in and, and put their personality yeah. to it and change the system. But also sometimes you got to change the person yeah. that's running that system.
0: I heard John Maxwell say this and, He's this great leadership author and New York times bestselling dude. He said this, that he tells people on his team, either I'm going to change you or I'm going to change you. (laughs) He says, either I'm going to change how you lead and make you better, or I'm going to change you off the team and put somebody else who's there. Now, that's really diff. We, we've got to deal with that with kid gloves. We're yeah. pastors. Okay. We don't need to just come in like a bull in a China shop. We don't need to come in like a Colby in a first friend. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes that is. Now, I mean, now, now here's the thing. Sometimes, sometimes you need to cut it off. You need yeah. a hard amputation, but sometimes you don't need an amputation. Sometimes you just need, uh, you know, Tylenol or something like that, and it, it can work with it a little bit easier. You, you guys remember the 30, 60, and 90-degree turn? Yeah, yes. Yeah, and so, you know, it's like if you're sitting on an airplane, and that airplane makes a turn that's at 90 degrees, you're probably going to have a stroke. And yes. truth, aerodynamically, that plane's probably going to turn, turn over and crash. Uh, if that plane makes a 60-degree turn, it's not going to kill you, but you're probably not going to fly on that airline again. But every, leave, limp, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but every day, planes make 30
2: to leave. You're going to leave with a limp. You're going to leave with a limp. Yeah, exactly.
0: But every day, planes make 30-degree turns, and it's like nobody, you know, it's just usual. So figure out if you're having to change this leader, is this a 30-degree turn, a 60-degree turn, or a 90-degree turn? Ooh. And the holy <laughs> hush. Oh, yeah. A holy hush <laughs> fell over the crowd. So, well, guys, we've been talking about volunteers. Here's something else that I love Joey said, and I'd love if you could talk more about this. You talk about how you regularly honor your volunteers and you give them something that's an incentive to serve that regular pew sitters don't give. Can you just kind of how if I don't have one of those in my church, how do I start doing something like that? I, f- I found a room that wasn't being
2: used in, in for, about a hundred, for a couple coffee pots and uh, a coat of paint. I made a room for them. Okay,
0: so really, it's, it's simple.
2: It's, it's simple. Okay. Now, <clears throat> I believe Kobe does something for his volunteers that I, that he was telling us about earlier. That they was even better than that of yep. honoring
0: them. Dude, I, went, I rode by one Sunday and they're out like doing jumping jacks in formation. <laughs> got military training coming out, man. Hey, if
1: you're gonna serve, you're gonna serve. That's right. right? You know, we're gonna be prepared. Anyway, um, <laughs> just celebrating them, and and we've given gift cards uh, mm-hmm. to places to honor that uh, that uh, um, volunteer and uh, make sure that they know that they're appreciated. And a lot of times it's just from the pulpit saying, Hey, I want to thank, because who, who in our church doesn't get noticed unless something goes wrong. That's (laughs) our sound and our our audio (laughs) people. Right. And so I want to make sure that they, they get honored. And most of my volunteers, they don't want to be pulled up front, Yeah. but it does. Um, it does something to them. I had, I had a lady, she just, she just passed not too long ago. And, um, uh, Her brother was talking to me, you know, preparing for the funeral and everything. And her brother was telling me that when she was honored for her volunteer, when I called her up, she had no idea it was going to happen. And I called her up as our volunteer of the quarter and uh, and said, you know, we want to thank you for your service. And I gave her a gift card. He's he lives in New Mexico. She lives here in Virginia. She got done with church and called him and said, you'll never believe what this <laughs> yeah. ch- what my church just did. Yeah. And so it is; it has impact. It does. And, and it we've does. got to honor our volunteers because, listen, we got a lot of work to do. The small church leader, and we have said it in just about every episode, all of the work that you got to do. Uh, but when you've got good volunteers that are motivated to get the mission done, it kind of lightens your load yeah. a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I learned this a long time ago. And if you'll just listen to it, you know it's true. People go where they're celebrated, not where they're tolerated. Mm. And often good. we only celebrate our volunteers when it's like once a year, like Christmas mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, like y'all, if stores have Employee of the Month and we don't have like Volunteer of the Month, or if we don't have some kind of regular way we're we're, we're celebrating people, I I don't want to say this with condemnation, but shame on us. Yeah, and you know, like praise will get you so much. Think about this. Psalm, was it Psalm 100 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and pass through his course with praise. Like That's how we get into people's lives as well. When we praise people and honor people and celebrate people, the gates of their lives, the gates of their hearts open up. Just this Sunday, we've got a young kid who's volunteering in our upstairs media booth. His dad plays drums for us, and, and uh, he found out a couple weeks ago that we needed some help. So his dad volunteered him. He said, <laughs> hey, like my that. kid's not doing anything. He's going to show him help. And this kid, I mean, he's been here since he was, he was a baby, virtually. And uh, so, two weeks ago, he started serving. And this past Sunday, I was like, "Hey guys, everybody in the building, do me a favor and just turn around and look upstairs." And I called the kid out, and I was like, "He heard the call to serve, and he's been up there serving. And aren't you so glad for him?" And y'all, everybody put their hands together for him. What I didn't realize, I got the call on my ride home from church. The other guy that was in the soundboard working with him called me, and he was like, "Dude," he turned at me and he said. I can't believe he did that. He's been telling us to serve, and I guess this is where I'm going to serve because it's so cool. Now, all I did, and I didn't plan it. Yeah, I, I just looked up at him, and I saw the kid, and he was smiling. He was cute, and I was like, man, one day maybe my kids will be up there. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to honor this kid. Mm-hmm. And it, it went farther than a paycheck could go because I can't give him a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So celebrate what we want to see repeated. Yes, yes. It, it,
2: because other people will hear that celebration. That's
0: about. it. Uh uh-huh. Praise publicly. Be very, very go out of your way and honor them, man. You know, kiss their uh, spirits. You know, honor them, honor them, honor them.
1: And and here, this small church leader, uh, we understand that you are the volunteer lawn guy. You do not get to win volunteer of the quarter. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, even though you're doing so much, if you keep keep giving yourself the award, uh, nobody's going to volunteer. We're going to
0: honor you right now. Thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate you. you. We appreciate you. you so well guys thanks for sharing this conversation on volunteers and uh is there anything else you want
1: to say we'll appreciate you more with a five-star rating
0: yeah i'm telling you <laughs> if you give small church leadership a five-star rating you know what let's just appreciate it there you go thank for you for that you, five man thank you oh and for those of you that are sharing thank oh, no, you yeah. even more thank you so much yeah <laughs> so uh we love you guys man we hope that you're getting so much out of this joey colby thanks for sharing with us a little bit about volunteers The next one's the real big one, guys. We're talking about money, Money, giving. Here's the reality. When people finance the ministry, the ministry goes further. And so we're going to talk about some strategy and ideas about raising the giving in your church. So uh, thanks for listening to the Small Church Leadership Podcast. We hope that this podcast has blessed you and helped you to make the mission of the small church as big as it ever has been. We love you. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye.